students, we've got some clerks. Great to see everybody. Going once, hearing nothing. So I want to talk first about The One Thing by Gary Keller. And really interesting. And I just want to hit a couple of the highlights. But the whole premise of The One Thing is the most important thing is the most important thing. And it talks about in anything we do, when we identify what the most fundamental important thing in whatever we want to accomplish is, we should singularly focus on that task. And it talks about a number of studies that say multitasking is actually a very, very inefficient way of behaving. And yet the name itself, multitasking, by definition, it's like substantial factors. Like the name actually tells, makes you think it's a good thing, right? We're going to do multiple tasks. And it was actually created for computers. It was not created for people. And the world multitask started with computers that, hey, this is a thing that can multitask. And we've now taken that and said, oh, well, I can watch TV and I can read and I can listen and I can do whatever and I can drive and I can text and I, and look, I can do it all. And they said, instead of a multitask, meaning do multiple things at one time, it says do multiple tasks one at a time. And there's a whole lot of empirical data and studies that show that if you can singularly focus on something, you will get it done way better, way faster, and then go to the next task. And it's really interesting. They say on average, uh, our employees get interrupted every 11 minutes by, a, by an email, by a coworker, by whatever. And if they're working on a mentally taxing task, it takes up to 15 minutes for them to refocus and by that time, they get interrupted again. And now if you think about it, how many times have you had to do a summary judgment motion or a law motion and you close your door and say, don't bother me for two hours and you get it done? I know that's happened to me all the time, right? And so that's really the focus. A couple other points that I thought were really interesting. They talk about willpower and how willpower is a renewable uh, resource like food, like sleep, but it's also like a battery on your cell phone. That over the day, when you do mentally taxing things, things that require willpower, things that require delayed gratification, it sucks, it's like a battery that burns down. And they say, how many times have you had a really hard day and you come home, and at 11 o'clock, you're eating ice cream cookies and a bunch of shit, right? When you are on a diet, you're on a workout regimen. And it's because willpower is a resource that goes down over time. And then you replenish it. So if you think about that, right? Then think about how important breaks throughout a day, even a short break, starts to imagine, okay, my battery's here and then it goes down to here. All right, I'm gonna take half an hour off, play with my kids, watch TV. And so at the end of the day, you don't wanna do your fights with the defense lawyer. That's when you're fighting, that's when you're irritable, that's when you're a pain in the ass because it's a renewable resource, but it's burned down. Really, really interesting. Couple last things.
They said developing good habits, among many other reasons to do it, is because when it's a habit, you do it and it takes less willpower. And so when it becomes a habit, you're still doing it, but you don't have to exert as much mental energy. So your renewable resource stays higher. And on average, across all habits, research has shown it takes about 66 days to develop a habit that could be a good habit or a bad habit. So again, now let's think about that. You're working out. Isn't it about two months in, you're like, okay, I, you get up, right? When you think about it, when you're eating right or you're on a diet, about if you last longer than two months, it becomes part of your thing. So you think about that. So um, I think that those are really good points. So remember, willpower is a renewable but resource that goes down. So anytime you can eat, uh, anytime you can take breaks, it's like eating, it's like sleeping, you're recharging that battery. Second, um, you wanna do stuff that requires more willpower, more mental focus earlier in the day so that the batteries charge up higher. And after about two months, things that you wanna do on a regular basis, it becomes more habitual, it takes less time. And the last thing they said, is that when you develop good habits, there's a halo effect. And I'm like, what the hell is a halo effect? And they said, people who exercise willpower, like delayed gratification, patience, kids that show that there was a study where they're like, okay, you can have this cookie, marshmallow, whatever, but I got to leave. But if you can wait for 15 minutes, you get two cookies and two. The kids that could wait, it was a small percentage, they studied over time, actually did not only better with delayed gratification, but they go, have you ever noticed people that seem like they have good habits, like they're, they, they work out a lot or they eat well, or they always do, don't they seem like they do everything else really good too? And that's what they're talking about. It's a halo effect. The people that wash their dishes, make their bed, take a walk every day, it spills over into other parts of their lives choices that are healthy. And what we see is, oh, look at that sound base. Man, they get everything. They, they just seem like they got their shit together, right? So do, developing a good habit, not only is beneficial for that habit, but it spills over into other things. It makes it easier for you and more likely to develop other good habits. And remember, according to Chopwood, carry water, excellence, greatness is about consistent, ordinary behavior to develop good habits that you put together and over time you become great. You become excellent. So anyway, thought that was really interesting. If you guys don't have audible, it's a great way when you're driving, whatever, to basically read a book by listening to somebody read it. So let's take a break and see if anybody has any comments, questions on that. Yeah. So I, uh, it's, it's a very cool. You just actually talked about that. I've been in like a weird like headspace the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know, productivity's been down, just, I don't know, it's just been bad, right? But the, you know, reading these books, right? Like, and then having the binder and stuff like that, it's helped a ton. And I, again, my, my productivity is not back to where it should be, 
but I don't know where it would be without these things, these habits that we kind of worked on. Um, it's been good because, because yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks. You know, let me just take that, Ray. I thank you so much. And Ray and I have been friends and he's, he's reading the books I sent him and he's doing the thing. But I just want to say, here's an example. And it's no, Ray, I'm not. You just said, I'm not as good as I should have been, right? That's not as good as I should have been, right? That's what I talk about language, right? You're shaming yourself, right? So now you're focusing on the shit you haven't done. And you're really kind of downplaying the stuff you have done because you believe that there's a mountaintop and I got to get to that top of that mountain. I should do the next steps to get there. And I'm not saying that we don't push ourselves, right? But understand that even doing one of those things is way better than zero. Two is way better than one. Three is. So don't say, ah, look at all the shit I didn't do. Be damn happy that you're doing it. Focus on that. And I, the halo effect means you're more likely to keep doing it, right? Again, Focusing on the climb is way more important than focusing on whether you get to the top of the mountain. Right? None of us are the smartest people in the world, the richest people in the world. The rich, shit, we're not even the rich, um, hell, I'm certainly not the person in this goddamn house I'm in right now, right? That's okay. That's okay, right? We all focus on what we're doing. The climb is individual to each of us. After about two months of you doing that, Ray, it becomes easier because it becomes habitual. So kudos to you, brother. Love it. Anybody else? Mike, I got a question for you. Yeah. So with so with habits, I thought conventional wisdom always was it takes 21 days, but maybe that's the minimum because you're saying, I think, six, <clears throat> six days. You know what? Who knows who's right, right? This is across the board. There may be easier habits like that take less time and more that take more time and some are 21 and some are four months. But think about what works for each of you, right? I know I don't develop a damn habit in three weeks, at least not a big one, right? I haven't been able to do that, but maybe some people do, right? But it's so interesting if you think about willpower as that rechargeable source. And if I can develop a habit, I'll have more willpower, right? Because I won't use as much of my headspace to do that same shit. It's great. And maybe that's the motivation that one of us needs to spend three weeks. And again, there's no hard and set rule. Hell, it could take 21 days. It might not take 66 days, but it, it may be somewhere in between for any one of us. But understand that, you know, probably if you commit two months to something, you're probably going to develop a pretty good habit or a bad habit, right? If you're drinking every night, watching TV every night for three hours for two months, it's going to be a damn bad habit, right? It'll be hard to turn off Reno 911 or the Chappelle show, which I'm re-watching, which is spectacular. Okay. Next, Pratik, you ready to go, brother? I'm ready when you are. So I just want to introduce Pratik, right? Like I said, if some of y'all weren't on it, he and I met when he contacted me through um, Lodi Gras. I was going to be one of the speakers and Pratik organized it all in conjunction with the Simon Law. And so he and I became friends. We actually went to dinner there and we had a, we got to know each other, have worked on some cases together. Phenomenal PI lawyer in San Diego. 
And I remember a couple of years ago, Pratik, you were like, hey, I got this great idea. Everybody has the same complaints about discovery and my clients won't answer discovery. And, I, you know, I, it's such a pain in the ass. And he said, I'm working on something. I'm working on something. Well, now it's here. And we just started using it a, a week and a half ago. Now that I'm talking, I know that a couple of firms have been using it for a little bit. And I asked Pratik, or he, we talked about him coming on the show to screen, uh, share screen. And Pratik, if you could take about, you know, about 15 minutes. Yeah, I'll get through it as questions, quick. Show us, we're gonna talk about costs. I may ask a couple of questions. Please. And then I'm gonna tell everybody how we're using it. And I really believe it is an inexpensive way of exceptional time saving on discovery. So Pratik, if you can share screen, take it away, yeah. brother. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate that. And thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, thanks to everyone for being here. So I'm going to try to get through this quick as possible. I know it's everybody's Friday and nobody wants to talk about discovery. So I'll do it as quick as possible. This is the website. It's EsquireTech.com, T-E-K. Our, our goal is to automate discovery. And, and, and here's why. We ran some surveys from a bunch of lawyers. We asked them, when you're in litigation, what task takes up the most time? And over 70% say written discovery. I mean, everybody on this call knows it's true. You all do it. We ask them, how long does it take to create shells? This is what they tell us. Everybody's saying minimum, you know, 20, 30 minutes, some more than two hours. That's a lot of time spent retyping questions, copying and pasting. And for those that are solo, I used to be a solo. So I know I used to stagger complaints so I wouldn't get hit with discovery all at the same time. And that's just not fair to our clients. We should be filing their cases as quickly as possible. Um, and so I think this is going to help you guys do that. So this is the site, very easy to sign up. You just click sign up and then a little box will pop out, practice name. It's free to sign up, no credit card required or anything like that. Um, I obviously already have a login, so I'm just going to log into my account. Um, once you log in, this is the back end of the platform and the left side is how you navigate it. Um, and, and if there's time, I'll go through what all of these do, but I'm just going to really kind of show you guys the real magic. You're going to create a client, you're going to create a case, and then you can run discovery through in minutes. So I click add new client. Mike, can I use you as my client? Please. And your email. And Mine. CM, yeah. Alder at alderlaw.com. And your cell phone. 310-710-710. Three, three, four, five. So that's all you need to create a client file, first name, and email is even optional if your client doesn't have email, and then cell phone, you click create. Um, once the client file is created, you create a case for them. We separated them because we have clients that have multiple cases, so you don't have to recreate a client file every time. You just click client name, name pops up, put the case title, uh, Alder v. Allstate. How about that? And uh, oh, yeah. does that work? Yep, one one twenty. Uh, yeah, sure, one one twenty for the data loss case number. You know the old. You can do the old BC, whatever. It doesn't matter. You just put whatever the actual case number is, and then what county are you in right now, Mike? Uh, let's say LA, Los Angeles. Okay, you put whatever the county the case is. If you're a firm that has multiple attorneys, you can assign the attorney to the case. So then they those attorneys can see those cases. So for mine, I'm just going to click mine. Once the case file is created, you just click anywhere on the line and this takes us to our discovery page. So that's kind of the admin stuff you gotta do. And then this is where the magic is gonna happen. You've got your four pieces of discovery. 
everyone here does three parts of discovery really the same way because that's in our talking to over 200, 300 law firms. They all tell us they do it the same way. They get the PDF from defense. They either um, copy and paste it, OCR it and copy and paste it onto a Word document. They request the Word document from opposing counsel and then spend 20 minutes changing the information or they retype the questions. All those take way too long. So, Or what I've done is we send it to an overseas service that types the template. Yeah. And that probably takes what, like two days, a day or two to get back to you? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and expensive. So, you know, this is your typical discovery that we get on a case. 34 questions. It's not OCR'd. I wanted you guys to see that. So that same document, I'm just going to click upload it. It was a special ROG. I click choose file. You can just drag and drop it or you can double click it or you can click open. It doesn't matter. And this is where my co-founder is the real genius behind this. He's our CTO and co-founder of the company. He's a PhD in engineering. He's built, he's got 40 patents under his name. He's taken companies public and he built out a proprietary machine learning artificial intelligence algorithm. And what it's doing is it's reading the document and it's scanning for what is a question and what isn't a question. And then it's extracting the questions. And once the questions are extracted, we can do a couple of things. We can create the shell. We can send the client a text message so they can start answering questions and, and we can start putting our objections in. And I'll show you how that's going to work. And kind of like what I showed you guys on the template on the um, survey, you know, people are taking 20, 30, 45 minutes, two hours. Obviously, if this took two hours, Mike would not have me do this live. So this <laughs> takes about 60 seconds. And I say, you know, I say about because if it's a perfectly high quality PDF, it might take a little bit, it might take a little bit less. And if it's a kind of a low quality PDF, it might take a little bit more, but now we're done. And so all the questions are extracted. So this page gives you a chance to take a look and make sure it got everything right. It got all 34. It read all the questions correctly. If there's any mistakes, you click edit and you can edit the questions, you know, to make them fit right. Um, and once you're done, you click save and it's going to take us back to that discovery page, uh, where the special with the four boxes were. And so now we've got, you know, the 34 questions extracted on the special rocks box right there. Oh, now show us, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So now when you click view form, this takes you to the, the shell page and here you can just work on discovery here, like as if it's your shell. Right. But the first thing you could do if you want is you click create shell. There's no contracts or anything like that. We just charge per document. So it's 10 bucks for the shell. And since it's per document per client, you can then bill it as a cost. And if you don't want to bill it as a cost and eat the 10 bucks, I mean, it's 10 bucks, you know. And then this takes about 20 seconds. And what it's going to do is print out, is going to create mm. the Word document for you. It's going to have your firm information, that case number, county, all that stuff we put in. The only thing you got to put in is the plaintiff and defendant name. So now when I click this, it's a word document. There's no watermark on there. It doesn't say, you know, Esquire tech anywhere. You know, it would have your bar number, firm name, firm information. Mike was our client. This was the County he picked. That's the case number he gave us. Only thing you got to put in is plaintiff name, defendant name. And then this is what it does for you. Now you have the template. Now go back to the, where they can enter the information. Yeah, so one, you can enter it here. Um, I'm gonna send you a text message, Mike, with the with one quick question just to show you how that works. So, you click send questions. 
you can send all 34 if you want, or you can select. I'm just going to send you one and two. Send. Do you want to send two questions? Send. I'll get a little box. Question sent. Mike, you should get a, a text message that looks like this. All right, just got it. And there's a four-digit code. There's a four-digit code right underneath the link. Just yep. remember it, click Verify. on it. Yep. Okay, so now it's logging onto my cell phone. Yep. Functionaire, please identify healthcare provider. Yep. Monterey so Park, comma, Cedars, comma, whatever. Number two, identify healthcare providers in the last five years preceding. Uh, Pratik Shah is a genius. <laughs> So let me know when you're done. All right. So he, you see how easy it was for the client to answer the questions. We get live updates on how the client's answering them. Just that quick. It shows the client responded. I click view form and we're going to see Mike's answers pop right up. On, right I just dictated your client can literally dictate the responses by text or by email. And he's going to show us, that it will constantly send us updates as to how many questions still need to be answered, what they've done, when they've logged on. So you literally can say, oh, the client hasn't answered those farm rugs yet. That's right. Tag them and say, hey, answer those, those questions. That's right. Yeah. So right here, if Mike had only answered one, it would show me one responded by client and it would show me the date they accessed it. So if you send 10, they answer six, you can see and then you can call them and say, hey, look, at least they answered six. That's still 45 minutes I saved on the phone. So that's the second part we help with is getting the responses. And then there's one more part that literally everyone loves is the objections. Because the but way me, we all let do- Let me stop you one yeah, second. Please. Go ahead. So let's say we've sent this to our clients, okay? They've answered to the extent they can. Now, what happens in our firm is usually a paralegal is calling the client to further refine the answers, to get answers that they haven't filled in yet or maybe they haven't given any answers. Can the client and the paralegal have this open and on the left side, the paralegal be typing in the answers? Yep, absolutely. Can absolutely. you also, for required like special interrogatories, contention interrogatories, can your paralegal answer what they can and then send it to the lawyer and the lawyer fill out the legal stuff Send yeah. it back to the paralegal. So the way we have that set up is you're, you can, so we, we don't charge per user. We don't charge per month. So you can create separate accounts for everybody in your firm. Your paralegals can all have user accounts. So your paralegal can come in here. They can work in here. They can type their answers. They save it as a draft. Then the lawyer can log in from wherever they're at. Cause we're all working from home. We're all, some of us are in big sky, Montana, you know, and we got to take a look at discovery. Right. And so Mike can you're log on, in. You're right. On. Exactly. And so if his paralegal is working in L.A. on discovery, Mike can log in from Montana, see exactly where they're at and come in and make any edits they need to or let their clients know what changes need to be made. Now, first thing we got to put in is objections. We all copy and paste or retype our objections. I, I'm telling you, we all do it and it's inefficient. You just click the objections button and the objections pop right up. And you just pick your objection that you like and you click submit and they auto-populate. Unbelievable. And remember, I strongly believe less objections are more. 
Attorney-client work product is usually the one that is often the most one because when they're asking for, for statements or photos and some are discoverable, some aren't, those are the two you're going to do. Maybe there's an objection like, you know, you reserve your rights based on experts. But most of the other stuff, I believe from a litigator on a plaintiff side, burdensome, overbroad, harassment, unless it's a really vague question, you're better off with less objections than more. I just, right. that's a kind of an aside, but now you can just two, two clicks and you got your objection. You got your objections. And these are, and these are completely editable. So right here, you just click objection list. So you may not like the way I've written the objections. This is the default objections are just the objections my firm uses, but you can just click here, click edit, change it to whatever you want. You can add your own objection, alder objection. I object to objecting, right? And you click create. And now it's going to be in there for everybody in your firm. They're going to see that and it's going to be there in alphabetical order. So since it's Alder, it's going to come up as A. And the other benefit, if you run a bigger firm like Mike's firm, is across the firm, the objections are uniform. Yeah, big deal. So now you click objections and the Alder objection pops right up. I click submit and it comes right there. You can save as a draft. You save as a final. So let's see. We added a new feature, which I don't think your team saw yet. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to show it to you, Mike. So once you're done with all your lawyer responses here, right? Cause like we got the client response there, right? So we're going to come in here. We're going to type in subject to and we can just copy and paste the client's answer over, right? So now we're flying through discovery. You click tech sign if you want verifications. And this is what your client's going to get. This will take you to a screen. This is all the lawyer responses that I finished, that I finalized. I click confirm and tech sign. Yes. Mike's going to get another text, kind of similar to that text we saw. But this time he's going to get a chance to review all the answers. He's got it. Remember, there's that four-digit code. My service suck is not great here. Hold on. Got it. So you should get a screen that lets you review those answers and objections. Then I hit confirm and sign. Yep. You get a little box. The client can just sign with their finger on the phone. Let me know when you're done. It has you put the county you're in because that's what's got to show up on the verifications. Oh, state what county? Los Angeles. Except. Done. Done. All right. So I'm going to refresh. Wait, it didn't read my signature very well. All right. There you go. There it is. So now when I click this little PDF, we got our verifications. So verifications are done by text as well. The texting just, it just fits into people's lifestyle a lot better, you know? And so now we've done all that. We've got our verifications, our clients answered. We put our objections and all this stuff. Now we just click create discovery. And again, with the shell and the discovery, you can just pick and choose. You don't have to choose both, right? So if you want the shell, you just click create shell, it's 10 bucks. If you wanna use the text messaging and the objections and all that, and you wanna click create discovery, it's 15 and you click yes. And it's gonna print us print out the same thing, but this time it's gonna take our objections and our answers and put them with the questions and perfectly formatted on pleading paper. Done.
and then you're done with discovery. Guys, this is a humongous time saver. So what have we done? Remember in the litigation guidelines, I said, plaintiffs have information, defense and adjusters have money. Defense and adjusters need information. We need money. We give them the info, they give us the money. Every single case, the answers in form interrogatories are very, very helpful to the defense. So the first thing I told all my uh, people in the office to do, every case where we have not yet answered form interrogatories, whether they've been requested by the defense or not, send them to the, to the plaintiff right now, have them start answering. And as soon as we get the answers, send them to the defense, whether they've asked for them or not. And, and this part actually is something kind of inspired by you, Mike, because when I was a young lawyer and I went to all your talks and you always talked about sending form rocks to clients early, you've been talking on this for 10 years, you know, as far back as I can remember. So part of this, what we did is you don't just have to upload your <clears throat> form rocks. We put the judicial counsel in here. So you click judicial counsel, you click unlimited. And so this is exactly what Mike's talking about in that you can just send them to them early. You just, you know, deselect whatever you don't need. And so this can get done as soon as you file. We do it in our office. As soon as we file, it's part of the process. As soon as my client, my paralegals e-file the complaint, they send this out to the clients and the clients have 30 now, 60 days to answer because we haven't even received discovery from defense. And one other last little icing on the cake I'll show you, Mike, is with the form ROGs, you can send them in Spanish. Yeah, critical. And all of these questions were translated by a court certified translator so it's not, you don't have to worry about what the translation is. You know, we figured if clients are answering under the penalty of perjury, we want them to have an actual translated, properly translated question. Um, and so, you know, if I was to send Mike, Mike, you don't have to answer, but I'll send you one now just so you can see it. They're going to get everything in Spanish, the text message, the welcome screen, everything is in Spanish so they can feel comfortable answering in their own language. And so, my name, Mike Calder, every name I've used in the past. Filthy McNasty dates. I was you. Oh, wait, was that who was that? It was in the you guys are all too young to remember Filthy McNasty. Come on, nope. Uh, no, <laughs> he was uh, he was in a uh, a musical group. Ah, okay, there you go. See, so and then if the, and then if the client one last sorry, one yeah, I said ahead. one last thing, but I'm adding one more thing. <laughs> when the client answers in Spanish, there is this little C translate button that translates it back to English for us. Genius. So that's it. That's how you're going to save. I mean, I, we're saving hours. I'm telling you, we got 124 special rugs from Postmates on a case. <clears> and my paralegal was like, this would have taken me two and a half hours to create the Word document. We throw it in here and it's done in 60 or so seconds. A couple of comments. Yeah, please. First of all, this is a game changer, a remarkable tool. Second, um, some people have said, well, Mike, if you reprint their question and then you give them the answer, aren't you making it easier for the defense? Right? Yes, it's dynamite. Yes. But, <laughs> but let's use our transition word of the day, halo effect. Right. It's also easier for your ass. How many it times is. have we got answers from the defense that are just answers? And I've been trying to get the legislator to change the rules to require answer, question and answer. But again, our job is to make it easy for them, not hard for them. Second, halo effect. When you send form rugs, as soon as you get them, not only are you providing them the information, 
but you are telegraphing so much about who you are, what kind of lawyer you are, what kind of firm you have, that they are putting you in categories and you go into that category. Another halo effect, you actually learn more about your client earlier in the case. You learn and make and re required to make decisions about injuries, about weeding out the wheat. So, and, and starting to pick your pony, you got to do it at some point. And I got to tell you, seeing form rog answers and having to finalize form rog answers for me have really focused my case. You got to do it in every case. The earlier you do it, the way better you are, the way more likely you are to understand what your value of your case is, what your 998 is going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is, I just can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. Thanks, Mike. And, and like I said, you know, no contracts or anything like that, but here's the other thing I'll throw, I'll add into what Mike's saying is our clients love it. They want to know that they're working with a tech forward law firm. They don't want to work with an old law firm that's going to make them come and sit down in a conference room and answer all these questions for three hours. Just as much as you don't want to spend three hours on the phone with your client, they don't want to spend three hours on the phone with you either. If we're going to get to the trial and we're going to have their deposition, we're going to have to spend time with them anyways to prep them and get them ready. That's the stuff we should be spending time with them on, not on where they went to high school and whether they've got any felonies. You know, They can answer that real quickly through the cell phone. All right, so I want to spend a couple of minutes and have people ask questions. Yeah. Anybody got questions, thoughts? We all know that it's awesome, so we don't have to keep saying how awesome it is. This is about questions. Yeah, please. Oh, one thing I'll throw out there just so everybody knows, we're, we're HIPAA compliant. We've been audited by a third-party security company. They've given us the HIPAA seal of approval, so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I have a question, Pratik. Yeah, please. Um, right now, the cost was like 25 bucks. I mean, average cost, what, what are we looking at? Yeah, so it's either 10 or 15 because you don't have to do both every time. It just depends on what features you want. Some people, they just want the shell and they're like, I'm going to do objections and everything my own way. So they just pay 10 bucks. Um, if you want to use the objections and click the create completed, it's 15. So the most you should spend on one discovery is 15. So if you do it for every piece of discovery you get on a case, which would be four, maybe eight, if you've got a big case, you're looking at 60 or 120 per case. Right. And, so and if your paralegal is being paid $60,000 a year, that's yeah. 30 bucks an hour. You save them three hours total on discovery. Plus you can recover it as a potentially recover it as a cost. Done. You already paid for it. Yeah. And then can we use our own? So like on my Microsoft Word templates, I have like my firm logo on the, on the side margin. Mm -hmm. Am I able to use that? Not yet. We want to, I've already talked with Dr. Slim, who's my CTO on, we want to start developing the ability for firms to upload their own template and just use that. For now, we don't have that. I mean, we launched December 2nd, so we're relatively new, but that's something definitely on the horizon. You're not the only one to ask for that. So that's definitely on our radar. We want to give firms the ability to upload their own template and just have it print onto that. But couldn't we just cut and paste yeah. the entire document and then put it onto our template? Yeah, you can just control A, right? Control C, control V, and then you're over onto your, your Word document. You're done. Cool. Thank Pratik, you. there's a, a free first five or free or something. Yes. Like oh, thanks for reminding me. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Um, Signups free, no credit card required for your first for your free trial. Um, first five are free. So whether it's a shell or a created discovery, whichever five you want to use, any combination thereof, 
First five are free. Uh, when you go to print document number six, you'll get a little pop-up box that says, hey, you've used your free trial. Please put your credit card in there um, to pay for it. So you'll go in there, test it out, give it a ride. And if you like it and it saves you time, then sign up. Critique, I'm going to put into chat, EsquireTech.com. Is that right? That is correct. And we are any, at EsquireTech on all social media. And if they have any kind of tech questions, is there an email, a person to talk to? Yeah, yeah. they can just email me. Peach, I'll put it. Can I put it in the chat? Is that all right? Go ahead. All right. Yeah, just email me at pshotesquiretech.com. I'm happy to work with everybody here. Um, I, you know, I appreciate Mike putting me on. So dude, awesome. Really Thank amazing. So Guys, again, last couple of it, every form rag that you haven't done it, I would recommend every case right now. You know, and again, remember we talked about climbing a mountain and you don't have to get to it. Oh, I should have every case done. Shut that hell up. Just start working case. If you got one case a week, one case a month, right? But I tell you, once you get it done, and if you got an assistant, you're like, okay, you got 30 cases. I want you to divide 30 cases and I want five a week done, out, right? Game changers. And again, remember, making money is about cash flow. Who gives a shit what your adjusted gross income is on April 15th? It is irrelevant. What's relevant is, do you have the money at the time you need the money, right? If you can pay your bills for the rest of your life, every time you have a bill, you have money to pay for it. Who gives a crap what your net worth is, right? And what you do to get cash flow is you expedite your cases. So every case you can expedite through faster discovery, faster depots, faster service, faster filing, not screwing around, with an adjuster who's never going to uh, give you the right numbers and you you file early. Every day you expedite is a day that you expedite your cash flow, right? So right now, in two weeks, three weeks, you have every form rock sent out in every one of your cases. And in a month and a half, you have form answers to every one of the adjusters in defense. Doesn't matter if they filed the complaint or not. You have just now expedited your caseload probably six months to eight months. No more extensions. Now people like buy lodges in Montana, right? Because <laughs> yes. they know what they're doing. Cash flow, guys. So, Pratik, amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You. Really, please stay you, with us. Please stay I'm with here. us. And I'm here. Last thing. Uh, uh, and feel free. This is all on Alder Talk Live, Alder Talk YouTube channel. So if people want to see how it's done and, and there's also tutorials on Esquire tech, but they're yeah. welcome, you know, just go on and watch it um, on, on uh, Alder talk live, a YouTube channel. And you have critique explaining it directly. I think actually you're, you're explaining it on your um, website as well, right? Yep. We've got a video on the website that explains it. We're on YouTube. We got an explanation explainer video on YouTube um, you can always request a demo on the website and either me or one of my reps will happily give you a personal one-on-one -on -one demo um, and answer any personal questions or, you know, specific questions to your law firm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're happy to make it work for you guys. You know, this is kind of like what I look at it is like even the evening, the playing field, right? A big firm has a hundred employees on the defense that can get these things done quickly we don't have that. So we have this, which is going to be like, which is going to even the playing field for us. Great. Wonderful. 
Last couple of times, any questions? And we're going to talk about trial. Thank you, babe. Mr. Shah, do you have any plans to expand out of California? Yeah. So our next date is Texas, and we anticipate being live in Texas by the end of the first quarter. Look at um, my Texas Texas hat, his cowboy hat. I like that. Little, it's, little, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like Pavlovian. If I say Montana or Texas, the hat comes on. The hat like, comes on. I love it. Did, I love it. What did I ask you this morning? Hey, man, when are you coming to Louisiana, brother? You did. Yeah, you did ask me that. Yeah. And and we want to get into other states. It's definitely um, on the list. Texas is the next one on the list. Florida, Tennessee. We've had some interest from Tennessee firms. Is there a specific state that you're thinking about, Chris? He's in Louisiana. Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. He's in yeah, law school Mike. at LSU right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Chris, uh, I mean, Mike, Mike brought that up this morning. All right. So last topic. So we were supposed to start trial a million years ago in Alamar County, which is a, about an hour from Sacramento towards Lake Tahoe, an hour from Stockton towards Lake Tahoe out in small, small, small dog bite pit bull, uh, bit my client's nose clean off, right? Um, Ne'er-do-well tenants of a single family home, they're improper. The landlord is the defendant target based on notice, right? She's now in her early nineties, little four foot seven older lady and been waiting on trial for three years. Hey, sweetie. And we negotiated a high-low because damages are quite are tough. That if we can prove 1% or more liability on the landlord, then we get $1.3 million. If we don't prove any liability on the landlord, we get $300,000. And we just got sent to trial live Tuesday, three-day trial next week. So I'm flying up there. I'm taking... A couple of lawyers in the firm just to, to kind of help quick and dirty. I'm like, judge, can't, do we know if we're going to start? I'll tell you on Tuesday. Well, can you like, can I just remote on Tuesday? We'll tell you on Tuesday. And we think we may go. So here's my thoughts. Okay. COVID, whatever. I want to talk about really quickly some research. I know uh, Gary Dordick, I saw on one of his things had talked about it. I'm, I'm talking to Nick and Courtney rally here and I know they're talking about it and, Generally, people that are more concerned with COVID, more concerned with safety, more concerned with wearing masks and being socially distanced. If you think about it, politically, who are those people? Well, those same people tend to be more plaintiff oriented on liability and more plaintiff oriented on damages. People that don't really give a crap. People who are like, yeah, it's all a bunch of fake news. All it's hokey. All it's, I don't see a problem. This is hurt more than helped are much more likely to be defense oriented, right? So now I go into jury selection. What do you think I'm going to be talking about? A lot of, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to tip my hand in any way. I'm assuming we're all going to have masks on, right? I got no idea how big the courtroom is. I know that he gave permission to the 93 year old to come remotely, right? And I'm like, hey, I'm 53, I'm getting on, can I do it? But but what's my question? So I'm thinking about it. Like, so I wanna be like, you know, very general questions. 
you know, I, you know, we hear a lot about um, different opinions about COVID, about obviously it is a game changer for everybody, but who, and this is at least my thought process, who has really strong feelings that, you know, either that it is something that we really need to pay attention to and be focused on safety and masks and what, or strong feelings that maybe it's a little overboard, maybe it's too much, maybe whatever. Now, everybody's got opinions on it, but does anybody here have really strong feelings one way or the other? And then if I get somebody who's like that, and let's say either way, right, you do not want to fight with them. You do not want to make them feel bad. You do not want to tip your hand. You want to love and appreciate and enjoy that person because I start my blood here, like a lot of us, with this is about <clears throat> brutal honesty. It is about telling me things that you really believe without a fear of hurting people's feelings, without a fear, because this is the only opportunity we have. So when someone says, I think masks are a bunch of bullshit, it killed my company, I did whatever, I, you know what? I'm I'll be like, you know, this is exactly what I'm talking. Thank you so much. You know, I, I've been doing this a while and it, a lot of people don't want to speak up. And somebody like you really has the courage to tell us how you feel. I really thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Does anybody else feel like Mr. Harris? Now, what I've done is I've made it acceptable for people to tell me to hate my ass, right? I love it when people tell me they hate me because guess who gets kicked off? And there ain't no, I don't need any ambiguity, right? So if you start fighting, like, well, you know, it is a serious problem in the world and that you're killing yourself because you do not want to tell people to stop talking to you. You want people to feel comfortable, right? I had one of my best verdicts was a jury selection where everybody was talking about how much they hated lawyer advertising and you're one of them PI, you know, 1-800-CALL-JACKASS, whatever. Great. I didn't have to worry about who to kick off the jury. They were telling me loud and clear. Right. But what did they do when they said they hate me? I was like, well, oh, you sound like my dad. I get it. I, and I appreciate it. I love this is exactly what does anybody else hate me? Yeah, I hate your ass. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Anyway. Imagine if you start fighting with that person, then that person who's not going to want to speak up and be called on by being embarrassed. It's not gonna tell you anything. And you find out they hate your ass when the verdict is zero, right? So I have no idea how long we're gonna to get to select a jury. I've never been to the courthouse before. Never, I mean, this case has been sitting in my office for four years, <laughs> crazy. We could never get it done. We tried to arbitrate, the defendant wouldn't arbitrate. Then when we stipulated damages, I'm like, look, the arbitration is not going to hurt you on damages. And they got hung up on, because we tried to arbitrate a lot of stuff that we thought was a quick and easy trial, that an arbitration might be just as likely to result in what we wanted than a trial. Because as all of us, all of our trials were hung up and we tried to arbitrate where we could. We got there. And then they balked because they they just wouldn't agree to the arbitration rules and regulations. Even with me saying, I'll agree to whatever rules you say, they still wouldn't do it. They just, sometimes big firms just can't get out of their own damn way, right? So 
I'll let y'all know if we start trial next Tuesday, it should be maybe a three-day trial tops and we'll see what happens. Any thoughts, comments? Happy to talk to anybody at other times to hear strategy, text me, email me. I got a question. Has the judge indicated or the court indicated in any way about the lack of jurors showing up or are jurors showing up? Nothing. So we, Chaffee in my office, in my office did the, the remote and the judge is not the judge that we're trying the case in front of. And he just, and he's like, see y'all on Tuesday. Click. And you're like, oh, wait, what? What? Yeah. But you Mike, know what? Did you say it was getting streamed live? Going to get streamed? I have no, I doubt it. I mean, no. I, there's two courtrooms in the whole county, I think. No. But you know what? It's interesting. Somebody, who was it? Somebody was saying, I, you know, I was like stressing. When I was younger, I was stressing. I, I had one trial lawyer of the year. I'd done, done some really good trials, but I was stressing like, like this. Like, I'm like, I could be saying, what the, fuck? I got no clue. Where am I going to get my, my video equipment? How am I going to, what, that, that, that. You see all of the questions I have? Guess who else has these questions? The other side. And you know who's better equipped to deal with shit on the fly? Me. So now when you say, ah, so remember, there's just because you may feel in stress, the other side has it too, right? The other side. And so what am I going to do today? I'm going to call the defense lawyer and I'm going to say, let's see what we can do to accomplish these goals together. I'll bring the video. You bring the, the screen. Let's get this done. And then what I always say to, to most defense counsel who seem reasonable I say, look, let's make a deal. I'll fight hard for my client. You fight hard for your client, right? I won't screw you in front of the judge. You don't screw me in front of the judge. Can we agree on that? And so, and this lawyer is a good lawyer. She's, she's an experienced lawyer, nice person, and we're going to have a good trial. So I'll let y'all know next uh, Friday, uh, two Fridays from now what happens. You know, if, if I win, you may see it on social media. If I lose, you won't see it on I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last couple minutes. Anybody got uh, last things? Uh, really good. Appreciate everybody being here. Um, yes, I bought this hat in Deer Valley. Beautiful. Got boots to match, so, you know. Now people ask me, what do you do for a well, who, who are you? And I used to say I'm a lawyer. Now I say, well, I'm a rancher and practice law sometimes. So any comments, guys? Wait, yeah, no one's asking questions. Uh, I have time for more. Well, I just, I think it's interesting, this, this dynamic or politics, really, you mentioned it, you know, as far as like people who wear masks and are more worried about being exposed and all that tend to be more on the left and liberal than Mr. Harris, Republican on the right and all of that, right? So. I mean, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy. I mean, how do you, do you ask questions? Like, uh, where do you get your news source from, sir? Or things like that. I mean, you just kind of get it. This is an indirect way of getting hey. that. Different strokes for different folks, right? Um, I rarely, and, and again, there's really good lawyers that have done far successful, more successful than me that have done it different ways. But I usually don't take more than an hour or so in voir dire um, 
unless there's like a couple of times where somebody's like yapping forever and ever and ever and you can't shut them up. Um, I usually don't go that deep into voir dire where I'm like, you know, news, whatever. It's interesting. I tried a case in Louisiana. I've only tried one case in Louisiana. Got a, got a really good verdict. And people would ask on, it was allowed to ask where you go to church. Can you believe that? What your political affiliation is. I mean, it wasn't hard to figure out who your political affiliation was in Louisiana, but can you imagine where you go to church? I'll go down to First Baptist down on, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, praise the Lord. Um, it's crazy, right? But different jurisdictions, and I've got to figure out. And so I'm going to try to figure out kind of the jurisdiction of the, the, the dynamic of Alamar County. But I'm not going to go that deep because, frankly, the only person that likes to hear me talk a lot, as long as me talk is me. Right. Nobody wants me. And in the hour, I try to talk as little as possible because you don't want to learn about me. I want to learn about you. OK, cool. Thank you. And if anybody else wants to come and watch, come on, let's go. Mike, I got a question. Is the yeah. defense from L.A. or are they local to Alamar County? They're L.A. OK, good. So yeah. at least that same. It's it's an even playing field there. Well, my accent may come out, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can can you send us the details so we can come and see you if, if if we're able to? Of course, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, guys, I've got a uh, slow snow covered blizzard drive back to the airport in about an hour, so I'm gonna go. But uh, thank you all very much, Pratik. Thank you again. I hope thank everybody, you. you know, gets some benefit out of this and um, talk to you all soon. Thanks again. Thanks thank you. Thank you.